Hey, Struggle Busters. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Managing the Family Struggle Bus Podcast. This is another bonus episode, just packed full of valuable information. This is another All the Things episode. And in this All the Things episode, we're basically combining Episodes 5 and 6, where we talk about core values and how you can start building great goals and objectives with your family. So the purpose of these All the Things episodes is just to take the short episodes that we've already created and combine them into one episode. So if you want to, you can listen to everything all at once. So if you want to have all of the content around one topic all in one place, all in one listen, it's right here for you. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Your Family Struggle Bus Podcast. We're here to help you and your busy family steer your own struggle bus. We help you unite and accomplish goals together. Make room for the important and say goodbye to the unimportant. As always, thanks for joining us. Here we go. So let's get to it. The first episode on this bonus episode is episode five, where we talked about family vision And we talked about four easy steps for your family to reach that family vision. Here you go. Okay, struggle bus drivers, let's get into this. So five-year vision. This is the next step on your journey that we want to talk about now that you have your core values. Your core values have kind of given you this overarching direction. And here's the analogy I've come up with. Your five-year vision is kind of like this large, shiny city or destination. Me and my family love Disneyland, so let's say that our five-year vision is Disney World. That's where we want to be. But if we're not going to fly there, then we're obviously going to have to drive. So we know we want to get to Disney World. We know that that's east of where we live. We live in Utah, a little bit southeast, I guess. Your core values are that southeast direction. It's not really specific. It's not telling you like which roads to take to get there, but you know you need to head southeast. And it's pretty easy to tell, especially here in Utah, we have the mountains that are to the east. It's really easy for us to tell when we're starting to head a different direction. Like if we started to head north, it would be pretty apparent that we're taking our family in a direction that isn't where we want to go. So our core values are kind of just give us a general direction. Our five-year vision gives us a destination that's more specific. If you think five years ahead, it's more possible to envision where you're going to be because it's a close enough amount of time that things aren't going to drastically change probably, but it's a far enough time that it allows you to project pretty far into the future and make some goals today that can affect your family five years from now. So I also equate then your quarterly goals that you're going to make, and we'll talk about these later in another episode. They're kind of these large cities along the way. If I'm driving to Orlando, they're kind of these larger cities that I know that I'm going to hit along the way. And then your weekly goals then are maybe these tiny towns or gas stations, okay? And then your daily goals would be maybe mile markers that are going to lead you to those tiny towns or gas stations. So can you see how you kind of take this big goal that you have and you kind of break it down into littler pieces or this big vision, I guess, that you have, you break it down into these little pieces. So we're going to talk about quarterly, weekly, and daily goals later. Today, we're just going to talk about how do you come up with that five-year vision? 
How do you come up with that destination that you want your family to get to? And there's four easy steps to do this. And once we follow these four easy steps, we're going to have a five-year family vision that is very powerful, and it's going to give us focus in everything that we do with our goals moving forward. Okay, so let's get into it. So step one. Step one is understand what your life situation may be in five years. So we need to get an understanding, get our arms wrapped around what our situation is going to be in five years. So to do this, the first thing that I like to do is answer some questions. So I'm going to give you a list of questions that you can use to start thinking about where your family is going to be five years from now. Question one, imagine your ideal perfect family five years from now. What does that look like? So just think about that and discuss these as a family too. Question two, what activities are you doing as a family five years from now? Question three, what kind of living standards would you have and where are you living? Question four, what amount of time do you spend together as a family five years from now? How much time are you spending together as a family? Question five, what will your family financial situation be like? Where will the money be coming from? So this speaks to maybe what will your job be? Where will you be getting money that's coming in? It also speaks to how much will you have in savings? Um, how much do you want to have saved for retirement? Things like that. Question six is what will your free time look like? Free time versus work time. So what's your work-life balance going to look like? And then the final question, how many people will be in your family? How many pets will you have? So you start looking at individuals. Okay, so speaking of individuals, another thing to do to get a good understanding of where you want to be in five years is start evaluating each family member individually and thinking about where they will be individually in five years. Uh, an easy way to do this is with events. So think about major events that members of your family will be hitting. Like what level in school will they be? Will they be entering preschool? Will they be in elementary school? Will they be in will they be in junior high, middle school, high school, entering into college, things like that. Another question is will they be dating? Will they start dating in the next 5 years? Or will they start driving in the next 5 years? Will you have any kids or members of your family who are going to be likely married in the next 5 years? Another area you can think about is church. If you attend church, Will you have any individuals going through major milestones there, like getting baptized or going on a service mission of some kind or any other major events? So answering these questions and thinking about this together as a family is going to fulfill step one of you getting your arms wrapped around what your life situation is going to be like in five years. Doing this will help you in the next three steps because that will be front of mind. You will have already thought about it and figured that out. Okay, so now that you have a good understanding of the events and the situations you're going to be in, step two is to just kind of come up with some line items that become your vision. So maybe when you were thinking about events in the previous step, you realized, oh, my son Bobby, he's going to get married in the next five years probably. So maybe one of those line items for your vision one of the things that's going to be happening for your family is Bobby will be happily married in the next five years. But what we want to do in step two is apply meaning and measurement to some of those line items as well. So maybe we change that line item to 
Bobby will be happily married to a good woman with good standards and also have completed three years of college. So do you see how we changed only Bobby being married to a good woman with good standards? So we likely changed that phrasing because we have a core value that revolves around strong relationships within our family or teaching our family good standards, something like that. So we want to kind of tie our vision a little bit to our core value and make sure they align. So step two is making sure all of the five-year vision line items you're writing uh, apply to your core values or align with your core values. So I'd love to hear how this goes. If you want to email me at ryan at familystrugglebus.com. I'd love to hear how it's going with your family with all of this. I'd love to hear any feedback, things you'd like to hear more about, things you'd like to hear less about on the podcast. I'm more than happy to engage in a conversation with all of you. And thank you for listening to the podcast and things like that. Okay, so step three is to write all of this down. You can do this in several different ways. You can, like I said, just come up with line items, just bullet point list of this is our family five-year vision. This is a list of things our family will be doing in the next five years, or this is a list of things we want to be doing. Um, and it can be a pretty long list, but your family vision doesn't necessarily have to be short. Another way you could do it is write it in story form. Just write several paragraphs about the story of your family five years from now. You're telling about all aspects of your life, where individuals in your families are going to be, what accomplishments you're going to have achieved as a family. Talk about the relationships you want to have with your kids and with your spouse Um, You can write about just things between you and your spouse, how you want that relationship to be. There's really no rules here. The point is to just give you a good vision that's pretty detailed about where your family is going to be five years from now. So have some fun with this. Involve the family in writing that five-year vision. All of you get together, give ideas, make sure everyone's on board with this is our family five-year vision. Okay, so step four doesn't really have to do with creating the vision at all. Step four is you're going to start using your five-year vision now to make decisions. Just as you use just as you use your core values to make decisions, you can also use your five-year vision to make decisions as a family. And the awesome thing is it makes these decisions so much easier. And it's so much easier for you to feel better about the decisions that you're making. So what's an example? So we had a core value line item of Bobby getting married to a person with good values, right? Finding a good spouse. So what if at some point in the next five years, say next year, um, Bobby has the opportunity to be involved in with clubs at school, music lessons, singing lessons, sports. He obviously has friends. He's got a lot of things taking up a lot of his time. If you know that in your five-year vision, you want Bobby to be making the decision to find a spouse that has good values that align with your families and you want him to be married to a good person, then maybe you decide you need to have a lot of time at home as a family, building relationships there and teaching your children those values. So you may decide that our kids being involved in six different things, each one of them, does not align with that vision. It doesn't align with our five-year vision of emphasizing our family relationship and emphasizing teaching our kids values because if they're involved with all of these other things we're not going to have enough time to teach them 
the values and the standards that we want to instill in them as a family. So maybe we decide that our kids are only going to do one of those things at a time. So your five-year vision can really help you make decisions and make sure that your decisions align with your core values and your family five-year vision. So what this is also going to do is it's going to enable you as a family to start living proactively and not reactively. Reactive is not a way to live. You need to find a way to be more proactive and go where you want to go. But you need to know where that is first. And that is what your family five-year vision is going to do for you. I love the quote from the book Alice in Wonderland. She's talking to the Cheshire cat and she said, Would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? The cat says, that depends a good deal on where you want to go. Alice replied, I don't much care where. The cat then said, then it doesn't matter which way you go. Alice replied, so long as I get somewhere. And the cat replies, oh, you're sure to do that if you only walk long enough. So I think we're a lot like Alice sometimes. The world has a lot of places that we can go, a lot of things that we can do as families. But we don't want to be wandering around aimlessly in this land that we don't know much about and that we're trying to figure out. So we need this five-year vision as a family and we need our core values so that, unlike Alice, we have a destination. We need to give our families that destination and that vision so that we make sure that we're leading our families where we want them to go and where they need to go. So this is vital, vital stuff. Okay, everybody, so the challenge for this week is review five of the questions that we talked about at the very first of the show, and I'll put those in the show notes. Review those as a family and ask yourself where your family wants to be in five years just to start to build that family vision. And... Tell us how it's going and what you're learning about your family from answering these questions. Um, Share with us your five-year vision, if you've completed it or if you have part of it. We'd love to see some ideas on some great five-year visions. So you can email those to me at ryan at familystrugglebus.com. Okay, hope you enjoyed episode five where we talked about family vision. Now in episode six, we shared five elements that make great goals and objectives. Thanks, guys. Okay, so many of you have probably heard of making SMART goals. And what that means is SMART is an acronym where each letter stands for a specific thing that you should incorporate in your goals. So we're going to go through those one at a time. So the first letter in SMART is S, and that stands for SPECIFIC. So what that basically means is your goal should give you direction. If it can't do that, it's not specific enough. So it just means that we need to make our goals really specific so we know what we're going for. So here's a bad example, a non-specific goal. We will spend more time together as a family. Great goal, but it's a little unspecific. There's a lot of room there for interpretation. Like What is more time and what are we going to be doing during that time? So a better example would be we will spend more time together at home 
playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family. Okay, so that's that's a little bit better. But let's go to the second letter in SMART. The second letter in SMART is M, which stands for measurable. So what this means is basically you have a way of telling when your goal is completed. You need to assign amounts, dates, or other numbers to your goals where you can. This isn't going to be possible in all instances. Some goals are a bit intangible and ambiguous, and that's fine, but we need to at least assign the things that we do to lead up or achieve or do to reach those intangible goals, we need to assign those numbers or things that we can measure because we need to know when we've met our goal. So let's take our previous example. So we still have a bad example of an immeasurable goal. So right now we have, we will spend more time together at home playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family. So a better example to make that measurable would be, We will spend three hours together at home playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family. So I just added the word three hours. So that makes that measurable. We can track how much time we're spending together as a family now, and we can tell when we've met our goal. Okay, so the next letter in SMART is A, which... This one varies depending on who you ask or what you look up, but it basically means achievable or attainable. Your goals should be made with a no-limit mindset, which means that you should dream when you're making goals. You should make goals that stretch yourself, that are going to make you and your family better and improve. But you need to be careful not to make them impossible. We want to build confidence, especially when we're first starting to make goals. We want to make goals that we can actually achieve to build that confidence in the process that goals can be achieved and that we can feel good about achieving those goals. So it's kind of a balance. Your goals need to be a stretch, but you don't want to overreach. You should ask yourself the question, do we have the time, resources, and ability to achieve this goal? And you should put your goals through that filter every time. So let's go back to our example. Right now, okay, let's change our goal a little bit to make it a bad example. What if our goal was, we will spend eight hours a day together at home, playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family. Still measurable, right? But now, are we really going to be able to spend eight hours a day together as a family? With work and school and just the hours in the day and everything to do about the house, is that really feasible? Probably not. So a better example uh, is we will spend four hours together at home playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family. And you'll notice that I didn't say four hours per day, but I did increase it from what we had before, which was three hours. So I'm saying, yeah, I think we can do, instead of three hours, we can do four And it's still a achievable goal and something that we can do. So as you're listening to this, I'd love for you to email me and let me know what goals you're making as a family and let me know how you're liking the content on this podcast. You can email me at any time with any feedback, ryan at familystrugglebus.com. And I'd love to hear from you and get any feedback from you. Okay, so moving on. So 
We are now on the letter R of SMART. The letter R stands for relevant. We've talked about in all the episodes leading up to this, our core values and our five-year vision. So our goals being relevant simply means that we need to align our goals with our core values and our five-year vision. So the question you need to ask yourself is, does this goal align with our core value and our five-year vision? With our example of spending more time together as a family, if our core value was we value our family over anything else, then that goal obviously aligns with that core value. Our core values are in alignment. But what if our goal was we want each one of our kids to be involved in four extra activities like sports, dance, playing a musical instrument? That might be overstretching our family and not aligning with our core value of it's important for our family to spend time together and our family comes above everything else. Do you see how those are kind of at odds with each other? So you need to make sure that your goals are relevant to your vision and your core values. Okay, so last letter is T in SMART, and that stands for time-based. We need to assign deadlines to our goal, and this is vital. If your goal doesn't have a deadline, it will likely not get done. I love the quote by Walt Disney where he says, Everyone needs deadlines, even the beavers. They loaf around all summer, but when they are faced with the winter deadline, they work like fury. If we don't have deadlines, we'd stagnate. So you can see from that quote, deadlines are uber, uber important. And it helps too to make your deadlines as often as possible. Because like that quote said, and like you've seen in your life, if you have a deadline, you will wait till the last few days before that deadline and then get all of that work done or all the things done in the last two days or the last hour that you could have been working on the entire time. So it does help to make your deadlines as often as possible. I recently read The 12-Week Year, which is an awesome book. I'd recommend it if you're wanting to have a way of looking at goals a little bit differently. But the whole premise of that book is instead of making yearly goals or New Year's resolutions, it basically truncates a year into 12 weeks. So now every 12 weeks, you have a goal that you're trying to meet. So it basically makes it so instead of one deadline, the year to your goals, you have four deadlines throughout the year. Every 12 weeks you have a deadline and the idea is that it makes you work harder and more focused on those goals because you know you have a more urgent deadline and since you have that you'll get more done. All that being said, we need to assign deadlines to our goal. So let's go back to our example. Our goal now is we will spend four hours together at home playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family. How can we make that have a deadline? So what if we change it to, we will spend four hours together at home playing games, watching movies, and doing other activities as a family by the end of the week on Saturday, January 19th, 2019. Okay, can you see how that changed? Now, instead of me just saying four hours without saying like within three weeks or a month, now we have a deadline of Saturday, January 19th, 2019. It's very specific. So everybody knows there's no question as to by when we need to achieve that goal. You need to make all your goals have the deadline like that.
and it'll help a ton. So here's the deal with SMART goals and why they're so important. If you have goals and SMART goals, they're going to help you dream. We have so many things on our to-do list that we can't dream if we don't have a plan to achieve those goals. All our to-do list items are going to stress us out. Unless we put some kind of a structure around them, we put a date to them, and we make our goals smart and organized. When we do this, it's going to lessen our stress and become something that we actually do and use to build ourselves and build our families. When we come up with a plan, it releases that stress, and it's an awesome thing. Okay, so here's your challenge for this week. I want you to come up with three SMART goals as a family that align with your core values And then I want you to evaluate each one of those goals against this SMART acronym. Go through each step and make sure your goals are SMART. And then your second challenge is email me your goals. And I'd love to see them just to see what you're doing as a family, just to see how you're using this. And then with your permission, maybe we can share some of those on the podcast. So I'd love to hear from you and what you're doing as a family. It's ryan at familystrugglebus.com. Okay. So that's the end of the episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about now how you can hold a fun family brainstorm to come up with some of these goals. We're going to give you some tools and tricks you can use with your family to make sure everybody's involved and everybody's invested in coming up with some awesome goals for you and your family. So we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. I just wanted to take a break for a minute and let you know about an awesome resource that we have available for you and your family. If you haven't already, check out our Family Struggle Bus Facebook group. You can find the Facebook group by going to familystrugglebus.com slash Facebook. And that should take you to the group. And the purpose of the group really is just to provide a community and provide a place where we can discuss the things that we're talking about on the podcast. This is a great resource where you can go and find additional content. You'll be notified of episodes when they come out. And you can send me a message or send others in the group a message. And we can all help each other and our families on this journey. So check it out, familystrugglebus.com slash Facebook.